But we have something interesting that happens. And St. John uh, does this um, play on light and darkness, light and night, actually. Uh, If you uh, look at the prologue, we see how uh, Jesus Christ is the light that was coming into the world. In uh, the episode of um, Nicodemus, Nicodemus in in chapter 3, comes to Jesus at nighttime. And it's not just a a physical darkness, but a a spiritual darkness that Nicodemus doesn't quite understand. And so he's coming to Jesus to ask for faith. And here in the Last Supper, as Judas receives the morsel from our Lord, it is said, he took the morsel and left at once. And it was night. None of the gospel writers use, uh, tell us, give us any detail that doesn't have meaning. And uh, this is powerful when we understand that Judas was in the night, of the night. And so he goes out into that night. And we, we hear it, you know, too, that Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. Now, John's gospel is very clear. It's not the Passover feast uh, that uh, is being celebrated. Um, there's all, all sorts of conflict with uh, John and the, uh, the other three uh, evangelists, uh, their, their conflict, the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all say it's a Passover feast. But John is very clear the Passover lambs are crucified, or not crucified, they're slaughtered at the same time Jesus is crucified. That Jesus is our Passover lamb. So what are the uh, synoptic gospels? What are they celebrating? Some have suggested, and I believe there's credence for this, because Passover fell on a, on a Thursday maybe that year, that it could be celebrated twice. That some more traditionals would celebrate it on Thursday and others would celebrate it on Friday, which was, of course, the beginning of Sabbath. That it was a way of remembering and keeping holy in a special way. But others have said that maybe what was celebrated earlier on Thursday was the, a preparation meal for, this, for the Passover, which they, was, is quite possible too. Whatever it was, it doesn't matter. John doesn't record the giving of the Eucharist. We do know that. But even still, there's something powerful here. That we can receive the very bread from Jesus Christ himself and still have Satan enter. We can receive the very bread from, Satan, from Jesus himself and still be in the night. Those are hard words, perhaps, to think about. And I, and I find myself haunted by them, too, that thought. They're hard words to think about because The Eucharist is Jesus Christ. And how can we turn away? How can we be filled with evil? How can we be filled with Satan? How can we not be filled with light? And I think it goes back to the, uh, the attitude of Judas versus the attitude of the other apostles. I pointed this out in, in, uh, the, at the 10 o'clock Mass on Palm Sunday, that Judas, as they're all saying, as Jesus predicts that somebody's going to betray him, they all say, surely it is not I, Lord, but Judas, surely it is not I, Rabbi. 
Judas didn't understand who Jesus Christ was. And if Judas didn't understand who Jesus Christ was, how could he understand the Eucharist? Maybe this time of refraining from the Blessed Sacrament, uh, the, the reception, maybe it's a chance for us to reflect that we need to understand who Jesus Christ is first. Not that the Eucharist is unimportant. The Eucharist is utmost importance. But only once we understand who Jesus Christ is. And so we ask that we would understand Jesus Christ in his fullness, the depths of his love that he gives us the Eucharist, and that we would never, ever, ever take it for granted, that we would never, ever be able to receive it and have Satan enter us, never, ever able to receive it and not be filled with light.